0: Welcome to another episode of Polished Gems with your host, Jacinta Martin. Join me as we rediscover our shine by learning how to rebuild with the nine fruits of God's spirit. Welcome to yet another episode of Polished Gems. Again, I am your host, Jacinta Martin. If this is your first time joining me, this is where we talk about how we can develop and improve ourselves using the nine fruits of God's spirit. I, as I mentioned, I am your host, Jacinta Martin. I am the creator of the blog Fruitful Gems, as well as this podcast, Polish Gems. I'm also an author, a real estate agent in the state of Georgia, and even a mom of two children. So, guys, tonight's topic, let's get right into it, is gentleness. And the blog of focus that I want to share and talk to you guys about is three ways that gentleness plays in the power of sound. Again, that's three ways that gentleness plays in the power of sound. Now, let me give you a brief description of this blog and what it was all about. I looked at the power of sound and three ways that the fruit of gentleness plays an important role. Now looking through biblical references regarding sound, I wanna share tonight with you all how we can be gentle not only with ourselves, but also with others. So let me give you a little bit of background about why I wrote this blog. See, I had been interested in sound a lot more so recently because I really noticed there was this interesting sensitivity happening in my ears and around my ears. There are um, there tends to be moments that I listen to loud noises or I listen to different sounds with different volumes, um, but especially when the levels are really really high, when I'm playing music in my car or even at home, uh, and even I've noticed my ears have been more sensitive, especially with in the early morning hours, where I can only stand lower levels of volume of noise. So for instance, even when my children wake up, we're preparing for school, and they turn on the TV, I ask them to turn the noise down or the level or of the volume of the TV down. And I was wondering why I might keep asking them that, or why is this level of sensitivity starting to happen regarding um, the noises around me or even regarding my hearing? I noticed when those noise levels are too loud or too high, it actually creates anxiety within me. It begins to rise. So this is why I became concerned. I became concerned because who wants to walk around with anxiety all day? So I would either... um need to soften the sounds or remove myself from the area where the high levels of volume are taking place. I know this all might seem strange and you might be wondering what does this have to do with gentleness, but here's the interesting thing. As I've grown in my relationship with God, what I just described to you is more commonplace than you even may think. I wanted to do a little bit more research and let me explain the research that I came across. I came across this particular article called, The Four Ways Sound Affects Us, and it's written by Julian Treasure. In it, Julian mentions one way that sound can affect us is actually through our bodies, and that's because hearing is our primary warning sense. A sudden sound will even start that process. It releases cortisol, it increases our heart rate, and it even changes our breathing. So what I gathered from this and from that quote mentioned by Julian is that sound is very important in our daily lives. Julian even goes on in the article to mention that sound changes our emotions and even our moods and even affects how well we work. Um, is very dependent upon the sounds that are around us. So once I read his research about sound and about how it correlates to the importance of our lives, I began to realize why I was becoming more and more sensitive to sound. The reason why I share this with you is because the sounds that we experience throughout our day, each one of them plays an essential part in how we live our daily lives. Now, you might be asking, sounds sound so generic, right? What sounds are you talking about? I'm talking about everything from your interactions with people. I'm talking about your drive to work, the honking of horns, the the sounds of your car. I'm talking about the sounds of your TV and what you're listening to, even including music, even including podcasts, even including um, audible books. I'm talking about the sounds, every form or fashion of sound. It plays such a big role, and according to Julian's article and research, it plays such an important role in our lives that we cannot just let in any types of sounds. So here's what I want us to examine tonight. Let's examine two things, one, the power Um, in our sound even the sounds that we make ourselves right think about all of your conversations that you've had this week think about what you've taught how you've talked to people what your tone your inflection all of that has played a role in somebody else's life but also think about how you talk to yourself in your head right How do we give ourselves a pep talk? Are we kind to ourselves? Or do we break ourselves down when we make a mistake? I want you to get to the depths and the deep places of sound, like break it down to this finite thing to see not only how you talk to yourself, but how you talk to others. And two, I also want us to examine how can we be gentle with our sound in our daily lives? So let's look at this first one. How can there be power in our sound? Let's examine this. The importance of sound, as i mentioned, can even be found not only in Julian's article uh, that I stated earlier, but also throughout the Bible and is seen in different Bible verses. So let me give you an example. In John 10, 27, in the Amplified Version, it says this, The sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me. In this scripture, God is letting us know that his sound is set apart. And when and when, and even as we grow in our relationship with him, we begin to recognize his sound. So just like my children, my son Mateo is four, my daughter Joseline is 10, and Just as they both can recognize the sound of my voice, even in a crowd of people, that's the same way that as we grow our relationship with God, we get to learn his voice. We get to learn what it sounds like. We get to learn it because we get to know his heart. So just as my children have spent time with me, they get to know my heart. That's why they're able to recognize my sound. So we are called to do the same with God. Also, We see the power of sound demonstrated when the walls of Jericho fell and came down. God instructed Joshua to have the men that were with him march around the city for six days, but on the seventh day, not only were they instructed to march around the city of Jericho seven times, they were also, um, the priests were also instructed to blow the trumpets to make even more noise. Now, after the trumpets sounded, Joshua and the rest of the men with him were then even further instructed to shout as the walls uh, began to collapse. I recommend reading the complete account of this story in Joshua chapter six because it is a wonderful demonstration that shows that sometimes our sound needs to be super loud depending on the circumstance or situation. And let me go even a step further. A lot of times when chaos is around us and we're in the midst of what looks like a storm, sometimes the best thing is to shout praises of worship to dance, to make these loud noises, to cause disruption in what the chaos is, in the midst of the chaos trying to create destruction. Let me say that again. Sometimes we have to shout and make loud noises to create a disruption when chaos and storms are trying to create destruction. I also want to give you one other biblical reference because at the end of the day, this podcast is not about you taking my word for it. But you understanding from a biblical perspective um, the power of our sound. Here's the example. In 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13, Elijah is actually given the following instructions from God, which states the following. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain. In the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and mighty wind, powerful wind, tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in that earthquake. After the earthquake came even a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face. He went out and he stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? So I want to share this powerful voice, uh, verse and scripture with you because this shows the voice of the Lord as a gentle whisper. So if this doesn't show you the importance of sound, I don't know what will. Because at the end of the day, what I realized from both of these verses is sounds can be loud when necessary and gentle when needed. So even according to Merriam-Webster, gentle means free from harshness, sternness or violence, and being kind, tender or mild-mannered. God's gentleness in his sound is not only apparent in this particular Bible verse, but even can be applied to our daily lives. What I recognize, as I mentioned, is that sound is super important There are times that God needs to be super gentle with us, with his sound, so that he'll even whisper like he did to Elijah. But there's often times where the sound needs to be loud in our lives because it needs to disrupt the chaos and destruction that is circling us or coming at us. Because when we praise God and shout Praises and glory and dance like even King David did, we can confuse the enemy. We can confuse the enemy who's trying to get us to go to depression because of our circumstances and situations, or even cause us to get into seasons of frustration because we have tunnel vision about a promise that God gave us and we don't see it manifesting in our timeline. What I want you to take from this is this I want to share. Five ways that um, you can share kindness not only with yourself but even with others. What I want you to um, be mindful of and understanding is this a soft and gentle and thoughtful answer turns away wrath, but a harsh and painful and careless word stirs up anger. This verse is actually found in Proverbs 15 verse one in the Amplified version. Now you may have seen this verse um, play out with a parent speaking to a child or even a manager talking to an employee or even how God speaks to you during prayer or in your dreams or in different areas what we've come to realize is a soft and gentle answer does actually, in fact, soften the heart, right? Meaning that the person who uh, the answer is given to won't respond back in wrath or in anger, not typically. And this even allows us to respond better when getting corrected or receiving criticism. I don't know about you, but me in particular, if someone's criticizing something because I try to be super intentional with God, um, about how to say things to people, how and I'm talking about even down to the emails that I write. When I write those emails or when I speak, I try to be super intentional to use wording that is gentle, that is so that the heart receives what I'm saying, so that the recipient, the person, um, whoever's on the other end of that, will receive it well and not turn over to Raph. Now, don't get me wrong, has there been plenty of times when I've received criticism and people have been loving and sweet in their words as best as they can be in their sound, and I still get mad that happens. We are human at the end of the day. To take in anything being wrong with us is always hard. It's never easy, but I'm, I'm learning in this season that to get better at what God has called me to, I have to be open to receiving the criticism. But I pray that when I, as I receive it, it is administered by those who are called to say it in a gentle, as gentle as possible, because they don't know what I'm going through. We we never know when we have to speak with someone, even if it's a, hey, a hi, or a, how you doing? We never know what they're going through behind the scenes. So. Even if you have to administer a heavy word to somebody to say, hey, I did not like what you did to me the other day. Or or even as simple as, you know, we could really do this better. Pray before speaking, especially this verse found in Proverbs 15.1, so that you can have a soft and gentle and thoughtful answer to help turn away wrath that could come up as well. So number two, um, the other... Let's see. The other thing I want to share with you, you know what? I mentioned five ways, but I'm going to give you three tonight, Um, three ways instead, because I think with three ways, we can understand how to share kindness with others, right? This next verse is this, Philippians 4, 5 in the Amplified Version. It says this, let your gentle spirit, your gracious, unselfish mercy, tolerance, and patience be known to all people. The Lord is near. I'm going to read that again. Let your gentle spirit, your graciousness, unselfishness, mercy, tolerance, and patience be known to all people. The Lord is near. This verse reminds us of the characteristics that we need to possess, which can connect our sounds to those all around us, including even ourselves. For example. How often can you say you apply a gentle spirit to how you treat yourself and even others? Let me tell you, for me, it seems easier to show these traits to others, but not always when I talk to myself. The reason why I say this is because a lot of times when I make a mistake, I've, I've been in a season where I feel like I can't afford to make a mistake. I feel like if I don't get it right this time, I Everything in me is just gonna be like, I quit, I wanna give up, I don't wanna do this anymore. And that's even in following the obedience of God. Where that stems from is the chaos of watching things around me fall apart. Being in the season where it seems like I was just losing everything back to back, left to right. And in losing things or um, having to let go of things, It gave me a whole mind shift, right? So what I thought was lost, ended up needing to be looked at as, no, you are having to let go. You are having to make room for something new. And in order to make room for something new, you have to let go, you have to remove something. But at the time when I was going through it, I was like, but I built up this, that, and the third, and and I've acquired this, that, and the third, and I didn't wanna lose those things. It felt like a, such a step backwards, and to be quite frank, a slap in the face, because of the fact that who wants to build, take time to build, and let me let me make this more uh, concrete, so you understand what I'm talking about. Who works hard to to uh, get their house? Like I I was a homeowner at the age of 25. Who, who works hard to get a house and then have to walk away from that house? That's been one of the hardest things. Like people in the Christian community, we don't always talk about these things. I even got married young and then had to walk away from my marriage because of the fact that it, it was something between God and I, where it became, I had to walk away. Um, he and I just couldn't keep going the way we were going. Um, and not to say that healing or restoration couldn't have happened in our marriage but we just we we both could not choose the path that we were both choosing to be on was not working together so my thing is this just to give you more concrete examples these are the things in the christian community we deal with we deal with real life things i've had to walk away from a lot of things things that took me time to in years to build up things that I never thought I'd be able to do like I never saw myself as married just to give you I was not one of those little girls who really thought about marriage and family did I want a family one day yes was I okay if I never got it yes actually I was fine with that and um the only thing I really desired when I was younger and as a little girl was I wanted to get older and of course establish myself um Financially, whether that be at a job or in entrepreneurship. And I wanted to be able to purchase a home and, you know, a car and all the things uh, like that, that a lot of people here, especially in America, we're taught to think about, right? Because of capitalism and uh, things of that nature. So I've learned back to this spirit of the gentle spirit we're supposed to have. I had to realize I had to. Stop talking to myself harshly when I made a mistake. Because that's that season of loss, that season of walking away, of all of those things that I just mentioned to you, it hurt. (laughs) It downright hurt. I remember being angry at myself for a long time. It really took forgiving myself and even getting to a gentle spirit of talking to myself, meaning being gracious with myself, unselfish with myself, giving myself mercy and tolerance and patience to realize that stuff, houses, cars, money, jobs, people all come and go. But what lasts forever is my relationship with God. So the To give myself a gentle spirit, I had to rebuild that area. I had to take time to sit at God's feet to learn how to talk better to myself. So that way, when I made a mistake, I wasn't talking harshly to my spirit man, but talking gently to myself. And in turn, talking gently to myself, I am able to do so with others. So a lot of time, guys, it starts with us. We have to start with us first, rebuild us first, and then we can, it improves our relationships with others. I want to give you another Bible verse here tonight as well. This one's actually found in Matthew 11, 29 in the Amplified Version, and it says this. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciple. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, renewal, blessed, quiet for your souls. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciple. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, renewal, blessed, quiet for your souls. Now, here Jesus is talking about the example of how he was here on earth, right? This is how we can learn gentleness based upon how he walked out his life. As mentioned in that Bible verse, when we develop our relationship with Jesus and actually take the time to sit at his feet. Now, I know that we say that over and over and over again, so let me break that down what that means. Sitting at his feet means spending time with Jesus. Spending time with Jesus means not only a mixture of you can read devotionals, I mean, excuse me, devotionals, you can read Bible verses. You can um, spend time in church, a church especially that teaches you the word of God and how to um, make it practical in your daily lives. But it also comes with um, having friends that are ordained by God, meaning relationships and connections that push you more towards him that in terms of learning more about him, understanding how he wants you to live and improving upon those things as needed. So with that being said, that's how we can learn the fruit of gentleness. We can learn from him as our example. That's the best way to learn because we as human beings, don't get me wrong, we can we can learn gentleness and then teach people what we learn. But there's no better teacher than the person that actually had to walk it out. When you actually deep dive into your Bible and you find out how people were harsh to Jesus while he gave of himself, like gave healing, gave love, and gave everything while still getting uh, while still having people talk about him, spit at him, try to hurt him, things of that nature, and still be gentle. Because all it would have taken is one word from Jesus to say, get whoever. And the all of the angels would have came to his aid. All of heaven would have been like, fine with that cause think about it how many times have we gotten talked about right by somebody and that spirit of anger rises up and then we want to go after a person that is a human quality and with that human quality and characteristic we need to learn gentleness so that we're not all behind bars because we just are in jail somewhere because we acted upon impulse of anger guys when i tell you these are practical things i'm not just saying that to say that we in my heart of hearts, I hope that you hear this podcast, its main mission is to make the fruits of God's spirit more practical because there's areas of brokenness that have to be healed in all of us. Yours might not be mine. Like you might excel in in the area of love, but lack self-control. I might excel in the area of self-control, but lack love. So, We need all nine fruits of God's spirit here. We need to be able to act them out daily and not just act them out in the sense of to be fake or to be phony or to be putting on a show, but to actually live it, to walk it, to breathe it, and to be exactly um, the embodiment of what those fruits are. Because what that does is show people something different. The Bible talks about his people, um, God's people being set apart. That walking at the fruits of the spirit is what sets us apart. It puts us on a different plane where we can actually, when someone's mean to us, when someone's harsh to us, that we can be gentle in the midst and that we can um, put self-control on it and not say nothing harsh back. That right there confounds the world. It confounds people who are like, I expected you to fight. I expected you to have this spirit uh, or uh, just willing to cuss me out. But that's what changes it and creates uh, a gentleness in us, which shows those fruits of the spirit as well. So, guys, I just want to leave you also tonight with one final thought as I pray that this has been helpful. I pray that this information has just been a wonderful way for you to look at gentleness. But here's the final thought. Whether you like loud or even soft noises throughout your day or in your ear or around you, remember just to be gentle with the sounds that come from yourself when needed. Because like I mentioned, sometimes those sounds need to be loud. Sometimes they need to be soft. It all depends on what the circumstance and situation is. And if you're not sure, as always that we say here on our podcast, you can go to God, sit at his feet, ask questions to check for whatever situation your sound needs to be. All right, guys, that is it for tonight. I just want to thank you so much for joining me. I hope this has been educational as well as fun, but I hope this gives you some practical tools to go out into the earth and watch the sounds around you and even the ones that you say to yourself. Have a wonderful evening and until next time, have a great night. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Polished Gems. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, head over to FruitfulGems.com That's F-R-U-I-T-F-U-L-J-E-M-S.com And become a part of our family to receive your free guide Discovering Your Worth Through the Fruit of God's Spirit. Until next time.